The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 80 podcast i'm one of your hosts my name is tack and with me as always is the other host of the show uh, jimmy clyde hello hello what is up and on this podcast we oh sorry and on this podcast we celebrate the accounting tv show the brady bunches we break down the bunch one episode at a time what we do jimmy as you know we mm-hmm. take the episode mm-hmm. we break it down we do. We do the old switcheroo and bring it it's in a switcheroo, and we bring in a different episode, totally, and go all militaristic on you. Damn right, just to throw a party when it leaves. All for you, the listener. Hmm. Hmm. It's nice of us. On today's episode, we take a look at season three, episode twenty, entitled "Sergeant Emma." If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and hey, didn't oh, you just order something recently? Yeah, I was just going to tell you that. I was going to stop real quick and tell you that. Um, yeah, I, I, I right now I use a, a smaller sound recorder to record the audio you're hearing right now. Yeah. And I ordered a nicer one, oh, just cool. like the one you have. Oh, nice. We'll be twinsies. Yeah. And it was supposed to come in Thursday. Notice I said supposed to come yeah. in Thursday. Mm-hmm. Well, I got an email saying that it was lost in transit. What? Right? Yeah. So it said, oh, it's going to be a day late. It's like, okay. Hmm. So I wait until Friday. It never comes. Yeah. So I get another email that says, okay, it still hasn't come. But if it hasn't come by the end of the day tomorrow, which is Saturday... Yeah. Then we'll go ahead and give you a full refund. Right? Okay. So I wait all day Saturday. It still didn't come. Hmm. So I ended up having to get a refund. But the flip side is I ordered a better model. Oh. So that part is good. So Nice. And where? who did you order this from? I ordered it through Amazon, Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We are going to fit that in. <laughs> that in every episode. Damn right. So, Jimmy, I do want to tease our listeners just a little bit that we're going to be doing a special announcement at the end of the episode. Oh, I thought that's because you were showing your nipple. I thought, uh, never mind. I was confused. Jimmy, some things are just supposed to be left unsaid on no, a that's true. audio podcast. Oh, audio podcast. Damn, I always forget that. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. So, stay tuned to the end of the episode when we announce a special little, uh, little surprise for you guys. A little surprise, surprise. A little something, something. <laughs> Surprises. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, so this one is about an identical cousin. Yeah. But they're cousins. Identical <laughs> cousins. Who was that? Doris Day? Fly. Is that what that was? No. Who was what? that? That was a Patty Duke. Patty Duke. Doris Day, Patty Duke, same thing. <laughs> Not even close. Yeah, well, they were actually cousins. They, they were identical. <laughs> I don't know where this premise of identical cousins comes into play. And I don't know. I think that's because, well, uh, did Patty Duke come on the same time? Like around the same time frame? No, it was much earlier. It was like in oh, the early it? 60s, I think. And okay. uh, Patty Duke, yeah. Remember who Patty Duke played later in the 80s? 
Who? She played Miss Bliss on Good Morning oh, Miss that's, Bliss. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. And you know who her son is? No. Sean John Aston. Wayne? Oh. Sean and oh, Mackenzie Aston. And also, yeah, I was going to say Mackenzie Aston too from The Facts of Life. That's right. Hell and yeah. you know who their dad is, right? Uh, yeah, the dude from uh, Adam's Family. <laughs> yeah. Something Aston. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hear the one, I hear that one, one of her sons like spamming Reese's or something like that. <laughs> something like that. I can't remember. Hey, I like spamming Reese's. I like spamming Reese's. <laughs> I was trying to find a shirt for Megacon because uh, I think we're going to meet him at Megacon. I think. Who's Sean Aston? Yeah, I think so, right? I don't know. I thought so. And anyway, <clears throat> um, I was trying to find a shirt that had that said I like and then like a can of spam in a Reese cup. Right. But they don't exist. <laughs> How do they not exist? We should make one. <laughs> we should. We should sell it on our store because of this episode. Because that would help me out because then I could wear it to Megacon. Yeah. <laughs> you can just order it. There you go. What would be cool? What would be cool? And this is just strictly like us spitballing as as they mm-hmm. say if we had it made on our store right mm-hmm. if we had it in white right because then okay. i could get one and bring it to megacon yeah and have sean aston sign it that'd be cool and it, i mean we wouldn't give it i would keep it but no right. i mean but then we could have like a like a like a contest so to speak and, and have that- this and not to be body shaming or anything, but it looks like he does like Spam and Reethe. I'm just saying. He does. Yeah, yeah. He, he does looks now, way but different. in that one, he didn't look like he liked it no. at all. He looked like he was allergic to it. <laughs> you could say it. Go ahead and say it. He's, he's he, he was hot. He was he sexy. hot. Wow. I, would, I wouldn't need to go that far, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was hot. I would sleep with him. Or mm, no. Some, some of us are homophobic. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. You just wanted your head on his body, right? I mean, yeah, you wanted right. his body. I mean, I wanted to feel that body on me. Right. I, mean, I wanted I to wanted put to, my head on his body. I wanted to be in that body. I mean, <laughs> like, I, like instead of feeling myself, I wanted to feel him. <laughs> We're having some new ones on here. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, good times. That is good times. Sean Astin's dreamy. No. <laughs> maybe he'll listen to this and just laugh. Or maybe he'll find it extremely creepy and... I'll just laugh. So sorry, Mr. Aston. Now watch, I'm going to show up to MedCon. They're going to be like, wait, are you Jimmy from that podcast where you're being all weird and shit? Security. So. We need security. <laughs> um, all right. Well, anywho, anywho, it's a fun little, uh, that was a salad to our meat and potatoes later. So that was, yeah. Little appetizer. Right. All right. Well, so let's take our first break. And when we come back, we're really going to get into this. And uh, this is kind of a fun little episode. Yes. And and a little bit of risque dialogue at the end. Kind of, Wouldn't yeah. you say? I would say so. There was a little fancy little uh, edit going on in there that you mm-hmm. can see. We'll talk yeah. about that later. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. This episode of A Very Brady Podcast is brought to you by Fun.com, the best place on the web to find officially licensed gifts, clothing, costumes, toys, and more. Fun.com also offers a variety of exclusive products that they make themselves and you won't find anywhere else. Search great brands like Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Care Bears, and many more. 
Click the fun.com link in today's show notes to see the latest products and also save 10% site-wide through August 7th, 2021. Your savings is automatically added to your cart, so just click and shop. Fun.com, your go-to destination for exciting and unique gifts. We are back. Yes. All right. So we got the Brady Bunch, season three, episode 20, entitled Sergeant Emma. So the facts about the episode first aired on February 11th, 1972, written by Harry Winkler and directed by Kevin's dad, Jack Arnold. I wonder <laughs> if that's any relation to Henry Winkler. I thought of that too, and I tried looking it up and I couldn't find anything. Although I just looked no, on IMDb, no. I didn't like Google it or anything. Hmm. Okay. So according to IMDb. And B. Davis, in case you didn't know this, Jimmy, she plays both roles. You know, her normal part is Alice and that of Alice's right. cousin, Emma. I don't know if you knew that. Wait, wait. Huh. Emma Emma was Ambie Davis? <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of but here. But here's the fun part. Um, Ambie Davis has an identical twin in real life. Or had one. Why didn't they just get her to play it? Because she's probably not an actress. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. So, yeah. You ready? I'm ready. All right, so we fade in. We do. We open in the den, and Alice is all packed and ready to go on a trip. Mike and Carol are there to see her off. Alice says, it was so hard to say goodbye to the kids. Mike adds, Alice, you're only going to be gone for a week. (laughs) Carol adds that the kids will miss her too. Alice says that they will love her cousin Emma. Mike agrees that he's sure they will. Alice goes on, she's efficient well-organized, and a born manager. So my, my first thought in the scene was, wow, Alice really seems to care about the kids. Like, it's bothering her leaving. Mm-hmm. But then then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. They made Alice find a replacement <laughs> to take a vacation. <laughs> okay, how did that conversation go down? Like, hey, I want to go visit. Um, where's she going? I don't, where does it say? I don't even think it's okay. So, so I have to leave for a week, you know, like next month, just so you guys know. (laughs) And then what were they like? Well, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Somebody needs to do something around here. And then spoiler alert later on, Carol bitches because Emma won't let her in the kitchen. (laughs) Right. But you could have been in the kitchen all week, but you made her find a replacement. (laughs) It's like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? I, I don't know, but I just, I'm just letting you know now that I'm going to be gone for a week next month. You know, I have to go out of town. Uh, you better find a replacement. Do you have? Oh, do you Alice know somebody? was like, oh, "I'm gonna find you a fucking replacement. I'm gonna find you a replacement. You bet your ass, I'm gonna find you a replacement." Who's my hardest ass person I know? My cousin. Yo. And next time they're gonna be like, "No, no, 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 no. Just we'll take care of it. Just take all the time you need." I just, See, Alice is on the side. Alice is on the phone with her cousin, be like, "So, and they fucking expect me to find a replacement for the week. They're my fucking boss, and they're expecting <laughs> me. I'm like, oh, I'll show them who's boss. I yeah. got this. They sound like they need some discipline. I got this. 
<laughs> well, I mean, don't be too rough on the kids. Like, no, you enjoy your week. I'm going to enjoy mine. She's like, no, you remember the Smiths? Remember that? Yeah, that's what they're getting. <laughs> not the Smiths. Oh, Emma, not the Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, scene two. Next, we see Emma walking tough, carrying a bag into the backyard with a look of sheer business on her face. Mm-hmm. She stops puts her bag down and picks up a bicycle that's laying on its side. Not looking happy. She continues to walk, stops and picks up a football lying around and puts it in its place. Hmm. She she meant business there. She was serious. She did. She's like, piece of shit football. You suck. You put it in its place. You know what I mean? <laughs> gotcha. But also like <laughs> she reminds me of my mom. <laughs> Why? Just because she's so unhappy looking. <laughs> God. And just like complaining about a bike, complaining. That's the kind of stuff my mom would have done. Like, what? You just, just going to let the bike lay here? Like, she didn't care if we never rode it. She just didn't want to see it laying in the yard. Right. Scene three. Just then, Alice sees Emma as she walks in through the sliding glass door. Emma greets Alice, and Alice says, It's good to see you. Alice introduces Emma to Mike and Carol. Mike says, I hope you'll be comfortable. How come they didn't hug when they first saw each other? I mean, how long has it been? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess VFX uh, <laughs> weren't as good back then yet. Exactly. <laughs> Emma assures him that she will be. Alice says, there are six more Bradys to meet once they get home from school. Emma proudly says, good. The more there are, the better I like it. Just then, a honk is heard outside. Alice says, oh, that'll be Sam to drive me to the airport. Alice grabs a bag and says goodbye to Mike and Carol. She turns to Emma and says, Now you take good care of the Bradys, Cousin Emma. Emma nods as Sam honks the horn again. (laughs) And then winks at him. You take good care of him. Wink, (laughs) wink. Alice runs off and out the door. Emma walks over to Mike and Carol and says, I think I can handle the job, folks. I wasn't 20 years in the wax for nothing. Mustered out as Master Sergeant. Carol, shocked, asks, Master Sergeant? Emma proudly says, yes, ma'am. Helped run the mess hall for the entire company. Mike adds, that must have been a very difficult job. Emma looks at Mike sternly and says, not if you're organized. Mike, (laughs) taken aback by her delivery, just pauses. Just then, Bobby and Cindy come running in from outside, leaving the sliding glass door open, screaming and making a mess of noise. Mm -hmm. They run past Emma, Mike, and Carol, and Emma shouts, halt! About face. Cindy and Bobby stop and just turn around and look at Emma. Emma says, forward, march, and close the door. Bobby and Cindy are in disbelief. But in disbelief as they close the fucking door, though, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> so you can be in disbelief, but your ass is going to be able to close the door while you do it. <laughs> Mike seems pleasantly surprised by the outcome. Carol doesn't seem too happy, though. Hmm. I, I put in here that it was an impressive split screen. I got to admit, that was pretty impressive for the time. Yeah, not bad. That was, pr- yeah. But also, um, Alice, Alice seems taller. I know that's weird. Maybe it's different shoes. Maybe. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but she does seem slightly taller. Hmm. Um, but I thought, I thought Cindy's sass was pretty funny. She, she, without saying a word, she gets this facial expression like, bitch. Like, it's just, it's kind of funny <laughs> if you go back and watch it. Um, but also, isn't that Bobby's mysterious shirt that he wore last week for that 
two seconds in the episode. I don't know, man. I, I think other people comment, but I think that's the shirt that we were talking. So they must have went back and did um, reshoots. Then he happened to have that outfit on for that little short scene. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Some pickup shots or whatever. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> scene four. In the wee hours of the next morning, we see Carol and Mike fast asleep in bed. They are awakened by a loud whistle from downstairs, followed by all the kids waking up to the noise as well. Just then in the boys' room, Emma barges in on the boys, still lying in bed. She says, drop your cocks and grab your socks. Up and at them. <laughs> she didn't say that. <laughs> no, but she wanted to. No, but she tried to. <laughs> Come on, out of the sack. Hut two, hut two. Peter pipes up and says, but it's barely light outside. Emma says, right. Rise with the sun and get your day's work done. I'm sure they said that in the Navy all the time, didn't they? Yep. <laughs> Actually, it was <laughs> drop your socks or drop your cocks and grab your socks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby says, but we don't work. We go to school. Emma retorts, makes no difference. Good habits start early in life. Greg, still tired, says, do they have to start so early in the morning? Emma demands, cut the chatter, men. Suit up and fall out in the yard in 15 minutes. Emma then exits. Greg, looking shocked, says, the yard? Hmm. Bobby says, what are we going to do in the yard? The irritated boys all climb out of bed and begin to get dressed. Hmm. I feel like kids today would just ignore her. I feel like kids say we've been like, yeah, okay, whatever. And they just wouldn't have done it. They would just refuse. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what's she going to do to them? I think that's a kid's attitude today. Like, what, what are you going to You're our housekeeper. We could, will you spank me? Like, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and also, she slammed the door so hard leaving the room that the picture actually shook. The, the picture <laughs> of the boat to the right of the door, it actually shook. It's kind of funny. Sorry, I did some research on the last scene, but I forgot to write it down. Cool. That was productive. Yeah. Because <laughs> because uh, she had said, Emma says, um, uh, I wasn't 20 years in the wax for nothing. And I was like, what the hell's the wax? Do you, like, do you know what that is? No. I looked it up. It's, it's really dumb. I don't think it would work these days, obviously. But it's apparently the Women's Army Corps. Okay. The Women's Branch of the United States Army it was created an auxiliary unit hmm. um, in 1942. Like, that's so weird. <laughs> like, I, I went down a rabbit's hole the other day. Um, I don't know how I started talking to this with, with Caitlin. I started talking to her about tiger cruises and angles and dangles and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so I was actually trying to find, um, you, you had told me a, a long, long time ago, <clears throat> About a documentary that was shot on your boat. So I was actually trying to find it. I spent like an hour trying to find this documentary, right? Yeah. And I couldn't find it. But what I was surprised to see was I did find some documentaries on your boat that was done relatively recently. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's co-ed now. Yes, it is co-ed That kind of surprised me. I don't know why it surprised me, but it surprised me. Right. For the listeners who don't know, like uh, I was in the, the Navy and I was in submarines. So he was talking about like submarines used to be all men and now they're actually co-ed. So... It's kind of cool. I mean, I guess I can understand it for the surface fleet because they're they're so big. The crews are so big. Mm -hmm. But like your crew is only like 150 people, right? Like 165 average. Yeah, yeah for that seems like a really like small that. crew to be co-ed. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And just birthing alone is was challenge is challenging. 
Just yeah, separate. You know, you know stuff's happening on that boat. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know stuff's happening. Well, we used to daydream about that kind of stuff happening. <laughs> you know, right, we were yeah. out at sea with just 165 dudes, 165 swinging dicks. You know, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, <laughs> all, right. all right. Scene five in the girls' room. Emma says, "Rise and shine, girls. Breakfast at." 0800 hours. We're going to talk about that, that in a second. That was, I heard them say that so many times on that Tiger Cruise. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Marcia says, but it's only six in the morning. Emma says, right. Jan asks, what are we supposed to do until 0800 hours? Emma says, calisthenics. Cindy says, calisthenics. The girls all crawl back into bed and pull the blankets over their faces. Emma mm. sees this, walks over and uncovers all the girls and demands, when I say calisthenics, I mean calisthenics. Hut two, hut two, hut two. Ooh, damn. So in movies and TV shows, I cringe whenever I hear 0800 hours <laughs> <laughs> when referring to military time. And it, now, as far as I know, like I was in the Navy, so it wasn't 0800 hours, just 0800. That's it. You don't say O for zero. It's 0800. That's it. There's no hours because you don't like, hey, what time are we meeting? Is we're meeting at 0800 or 0630 or whatever. And it just it drives me nuts when they say, I don't know if maybe it was an old like army way to say it, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I hear the women's it in army way to say it. It's <laughs> that's a women's right. army corps way to say it. Until <laughs> so, they said it in the wax. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. And watch, we're gonna find out that Ann Davis was like in the military and she was like like got like the Medal of Honor or something. Like watch. <laughs> We're going to feel like fucking dumbasses. Right. Um, also, I thought Hut 2 was for marching. It is. She's telling them to so, march, march. Yeah, Let's go. Hut 2, Hut 2. Maybe. Did they use that terminology if you were still in your bunk? Like, Hut 2? Like, what the fuck? I'm no, not marching. No. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Scene six. Out in the yard, Emma has all the Brady kids doing jumping jacks. After the round is complete, Emma says, okay, that's all. Greg says, if that's all, then I'm going back to bed. Mm. He begins to leave along with the rest of the Brady kids until Emma says, as you were, never break formation until you've been given the order. Mm. So just to pause for a second, like, mm. is that correct terminology? As you were? Um, like, I thought as you were was you're standing at attention. And they're telling you, okay, relax for a second while I talk to you. No, that doesn't as mean you get were, back to where you were. As you were is like, let's say. This isn't for all situations, but for a specific situation, let's say, you know, like the captain walks in and people go, attention on deck. And exactly, then everybody yeah. stands at attention. And then he may like say, all right, man, you did a good job there or whatever. And then he'll say, as you were, like, as you were before I came in. So exactly. continue yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. As you were, like, I guess could also mean this too. Cause like, cause they were like in formation. Right. I've never heard it in that way though. Okay. But so it is kind of used maybe out of context, I guess. Hmm. But, All right. but yeah, that's a good question though. I like that's interesting. Emma snaps at the kids and says, snap back to it. Hut, hut, hut. The kids all fall back into line. Emma adds, we're just getting warmed up. Emma looks through her clipboard. Jan whispers to Marsha and Cindy. How come we have to come out here to get warmed up? Hmm. Marsha adds, I was warm in bed. Cindy agrees. We quickly cut to Mike and Carol watching from inside the family room Shocking. out the window. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mike says, wow, she really has them hustling. 
Carol, seemingly concerned, asks, do you really think it's too much for him? Mike says, oh, a little exercise can't hurt him. I bet if Carol would have been a soldier, she'd be all over that shit, wouldn't she? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Back outside, Emma says, all right, what we're going to do now are deep knee bends. The kid's all grown. Emma adds, and I mean deep. Mm. Emma demonstrates the deep knee bend and says, got it? Ready? Set? Exercise. Emma begins the deep knee bends. And <laughs> I'm just laughing at how many times I'm saying deep knee bends. It's just funny. <laughs> Emma begins the deep knee bends and is counting them off as she does. The kids all struggle completing them correctly. Peter whispers to the other boys, this is for the birds. Bobby agrees. Greg adds, are you kidding? No bird with a straight mind would do neat, deep knee bends at six o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh burn. burn. I mean, oh, 600 hours <laughs> or oh, 800, whatever. Yeah. Jan, while doing neat, neat, deep knee bends, whispers <laughs> to Marsha, <laughs> can she do this to us? Marsha annoyed says she's doing it. Isn't she? Ooh. Cindy adds my knees bent. Okay. Before we started. <laughs> <laughs> Emma completes the knee bends and tells the kids to fall out. The kids all exhale with relief and ask if they can eat breakfast. Emma blows the whistle that's around her neck and says, simmer down. <laughs> simmer down. Simmer now. down. Now. Sorry. <laughs> there will be no chow until after inspection of quarters. Hmm. Hmm. So first off, the sun came up awfully quick. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like freaking dark when they wake up and somehow two hours later, it's like bright and sunny outside. <laughs> right. Um, also, I gotta admit, Ambie Davis is in pretty good shape. Yeah, she was doing them. Like, she didn't look like she was struggling at all. No, not at all. Them deep knee bends. I don't Did mean you that see as a pervy joke? Deep I mean, like, knee bends she was doing. Yeah, she's she was almost doing twerking. the deep knee bends like correctly. Yeah, right. Them deep knee bends. <laughs> and second, Greg played football and he can't do a knee bend. <laughs> good point. He must all have the, been a shitty football player. All these kids are in good shape. They should have no problem with any of this, right? Like all three of the boys play sports. And I want to say like, wasn't Marsha like trying out for the cheerleaders? Like she wants to do something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, also, I think Emma's wearing Converse. Oh, I didn't even notice. They they look like Converse. Yeah. So. All right. Scene seven. In the boys room, Greg, Bobby and Peter all lined up and at attention for inspection as Master Sergeant Emma walks through and inspects their clothes. She walks by Peter and says, let's get a shine on those shoes. Peter pipes up and says, yes, sir. I, I'm ma'am. Emma walks around the room, opens one of the dresser drawers. She pulls out socks and says, that's no way to stow socks. You roll them like this. She demonstrates how to do it properly, hands it to Peter and says, that's a regulation sock roll. Emma takes a look at Greg's bed, walks over to it and says, that looks like a mushy bed, soldier. The boys walk over to join her. Emma grabs a quarter out of her pocket and drops it on the bed. The quarter doesn't even bounce. Emma is displeased and says, tighten that blanket. The quarter is supposed to jump like a spring. Greg says, yes, ma'am. Bobby asks, why? <laughs> Emma, surprised at the question, says, why? Regulations, that's why. Emma looks around the room and says, well, it's not too bad for a first inspection. She pats Peter on the back and says, at ease, and exits the room. Once she leaves, Peter says, 
This is like being in the army. Greg says, I wonder what the punishment is for going over the hill. Bobby just laughs. <laughs> now he laughs his motherfucking ass off of that joke. He does, right? <laughs> That's but, then, funny shit. but then clams up when he sees that the other two aren't laughing. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, I'm assuming that she's getting paid to do this by the Brady's. I hope so. So aren't they her boss? Like, <laughs> yeah, that just seems kind of strange. Um, also, my dad made me roll my socks like that. <laughs> as soon as i saw her do i was like oh my god that's crazy um also it was funny she almost didn't know how to respond to bobby when he was just like why or peter whoever it was yeah it's like why and she's like because you know what i mean like Hmm. that was kind of funny and also i gotta say again bobby cracked me up (laughs) (laughs) that shit was so funny So can't they blame like the sock roll on Alice? Like I don't know, fuck Alice fucking put that shit in there. <laughs> yeah, she does her laundry. Yeah, like I didn't do that shit. Fucking get your cousin in here. <laughs> Teach you how to do a regulation sock roll. So, <laughs> um, when he said, um, "Wonder what the punishment is for going over the hill," and I was like, "What the fuck is over the hill?" But that's like getting old, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I looked it up, and I guess it's another way to say a wall or ua. You know, an author's absence. You know, so. I would have assumed that it was an older term from like World War One when they had trench warfare, <laughs> right? And that I meant, I, I thought it meant like going over the hill was literally leaving and like, like leaving the war. Away. Yeah, yeah. It's like fuck this, I quit. Yeah, yeah kind of thing. I'm sure that's where it came from. I'm sure. So. Yeah. Hmm. Scene eight. <clears throat> the girls are up for inspection now. Emma is now standing in front of the girls and says, "Well, girls." Do you think this room can stand the glove test? Gross. <laughs> Marsha asks, what's the glove test? Emma shows her hand wearing a single white glove. She walks over to the desk and wipes her finger across it and says, that is the glove test. Emma inspects her gloved fingertip and says, get rid of that dust and puts the fingertip right in Marsha's face for her to see. Mm-hmm. Emma now exits the room in military fashion. Jan whispers to Marsha, why can't we keep the dust and get rid of her? <laughs> Marsha says, Uncle Sam had her. Why didn't he keep her? Ooh. The other girls giggle quietly. <laughs> Dude, she fucking took the, wiped that dust in her fingertip and shoved it right in fucking, she shoved it in Marsha's face and said, Hell get yeah. rid of that fucking dust, you little fucking bitch no she didn't say like that but that's how she acted like i was like she did yeah it was, was and, like, damn well to your point <clears throat> once again doesn't alice clean that room mm-hmm. say once again go. talk to your cousin alice so when alice gets back all these kids are gonna be like thanks yeah <laughs> appreciate, appreciate that. that shit now we know how bad of a job you're doing yeah and she'll <laughs> be like well maybe your parents fucking find their own replacement won't they exactly hmm yeah, she pulled the dirty Sanchez with that sock, with that with that dust. I mean, she wiped that shit right on her mouth. Anyway, sorry, that's fucked up. <clears throat> Scene nine. Later that afternoon, Mike comes home through the front door. He walks in to see Carol just sitting at the bottom of the stairs. He greets her and says, "Uh oh, something's wrong." Uh oh, somebody's emo. <laughs> Carol sorry. says, "What makes you say that?" Mike walks over and sits next to her and says, because you have that something is wrong look in your eye. 
Because you're sitting on the fucking floor. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. We got furniture right there. You're sitting on the damn step being emo. That's why. <laughs> being emo. Sorry. Carol says, well, it's Emma. I walked in and she said, good morning. But it's not what she said. It's how she said. I know what she meant. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> she called me a bitch with her eyes. Okay. <laughs> well, how did she say? Well, she said, do you want some more coffee? But I know what she meant. Anyway, <laughs> it's Emma. I know she means well, honey, but... She's awfully hard on the kids. <laughs> I find it really hard to believe that Carol's sitting sulking because she thinks she she's hard on the kids. Just like we, last week, she was letting Peter steal everybody's shit. <laughs> she, didn't think, she didn't think that was too hard on the kids. <laughs> I don't know how that works. So Mike asks, oh, you mean the exercises? Carol goes on, it's not just the exercises. The room inspections, that awful hut two, hut two all over the place. Mike defends Emma and says she's just one of those persons who has to have everything organized. <laughs> How can he use the word persons? That was weird. Yeah. Carol says, oh, you're not kidding. She organized me right out of my own kitchen. <laughs> okay, Carol. Anyway, yeah. Carol looks down at a piece of paper she has been holding and hands it to Mike and says, oh, by the way, she wants you to look at this and initial it. Mike takes it, looks at it, and says, what's this? Carol says, well, it's a duty roster. Mike asks, a duty duty roster? Carol goes on. Yeah, she's giving the kids assignments. Mike, (laughs) That's when we're allowed to go duty. (laughs) Sorry. It's a bathroom schedule like from Sheldon. (laughs) Sheldon, big baby. (laughs) Um, Mike chuckles. Carol goes on. There's KP, laundry detail, bathroom detail. Mike laughs and says, Oh, like normal chores for like normal children do who don't have a maid? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> Mike laughs and says, I'm surprised she didn't say latrine. Carol says she did. I had to translate for the kids. Mike oh, said, poor, Carol's life is so hard, Dad. I'm teasing her. She had to translate, okay? <laughs> that was her one thing she had to do today. Yeah. She was a woman in there like raising her children for her getting them yeah. to do housework <laughs> and one and thing her she had biggest do- problem is she doesn't like the way this woman is raising her kids <laughs> the other woman that for raised her. my kids she was doing a better job i didn't have to translate once anyway <laughs> mike says oh honey there's nothing wrong with the kids having duties assigned to them Carol's surprised by her husband, who she thinks she doesn't even fucking know anymore, says, you mean you approve of all this? Mike says, well, a little discipline can't hurt. Carol, who's always looking for revenge, says, okay, I wonder if you'll feel the same way at dinner tonight. Mike, wondering what kind of game his bride is playing this time, regrettably asks, what's going to happen at dinner tonight? Carol just simply says, you'll see. I watched you the will scene. See. And I'm still wondering what the hell she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for my first thing was, why the hell is Carol sitting on the floor? Unless it's for attention. I just, <laughs> I, I don't like Carol. She I, looked I, at I her watch and out. said, oh, Mike's going to be home soon. Yeah, How exactly. can I, I better sit here pathetically. That's like the one time I came home, you know, from dating my, my current wife. And I walk in the door at two in the morning. My mom's sitting on the couch. Hi. Like, your mom is sitting on the couch? I'm, like, I'm 26. Like, hi. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, 
Is that supposed to be dramatic? Like, like <laughs> hi. You forgot to spin hi, around in I'm your chair with a cat on your lap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, um, I thought it was funny that she won't let, you know, Carol pretend to make salad or pretend to bake. <laughs> She's probably like, get the fuck out of here. No, no, no. I'm not going to let you pretend to make salad. Just shake get the fuck out of here. Like, because <laughs> you got to remember too, Emma ran a fucking galley, right? Yeah. She, yeah. So she's like, "Oh, I'm in here to help." I used to always help Alice. What do you want me to do? It's like, "Well, I want you." Okay, you're here to help. And she fucking gave her work. Well, usually I just kind of pretend to make a salad. I open up the oven, you know. Even though half the time Alice doesn't use it, <laughs> I, I hand Alice things like, "Get the fuck out of my kitchen." Pretending to do Emma shit. Ever, I wonder if Emma ever slammed Carol against the wall and told her, "You fucking listen to whatever I say." <laughs> Let me tell you, do something. You fucking do it. Yeah, that's a story. <laughs> uh, that would never really happen in real life. Um, but um, <laughs> in previous episodes, the kids had chores. Yeah, yeah. Because there have been several episodes where, like, I'll do your chores for a year. Why are they so surprised to have chores? Right. I know. So all that she did, she made chores for the kids. That's it. But they already had chores. I know. But like we've so seen episodes where like Greg is cleaning windows and shit because that's part of his chores. Right. Or like even last week, Mike's like, hey, did you forget about the grass in the back? They have chores. So why is Carol like, she gave them responsibilities. <laughs> you mean like they already have? Like it's, They do that. Like, She's do making that. the kids do kitchen detail. They have to do dishes now. But also, <laughs> one last thing that this reminded me of. Is I don't know if you remember when we worked at Ron Jones. Well, I know you remember when we worked at Ron Jones, but <laughs> right. I don't know if you remember this aspect of it. Was we had to we had bathroom duty. Okay. Yeah, right? yeah. and yeah, that I was remember. to make sure that nobody brought merchandise in the bathroom, and to make sure that you know nobody was in there, you know, you know, doing any weird stuff. Right. But we used to call it the Queen of the Latrine and the Colonel of the Urinal. <laughs> okay. I don't know why this reminded me of because they used you know latrine. And, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Queen of the latrine and the Colonel of the Urn. So I just thought that was funny. I thought it was hilarious how Emma created like this duty roster and it's like, hey, I need you to give this to your husband for approval. <laughs> yes, I thought about that too. Carol's like, oh, do you need me to sign this? No. I need your <laughs> husband to sign this. Or no, I need you to pretend to sign it. <laughs> but I like need- you can if you want to, but ultimately it's gonna have good mic. <laughs> if you really want to sign it, you can. Here, let me take. Here's the crayon. You can maybe you can write your name over here in this little corner over here. Why don't you just pretend? To? Why don't you just pan them? Just like you pretended to make a salad. Remember that? That was cute. Do that over here now. <laughs> all right. Scene ten. Was that all? You all of your notes? Or no. Yeah. Okay. Scene ten. Next, Emma calls the troops for Chow. She has it set up chow hall style she tells them to form a line and grab a plate and move along the kids all run in and grab plates and line up peter at the head of the line asks what are we having i'm starving emma says potatoes macarthur beef eisenhower and succotash pentagon the fuck i have no idea what any of that is after you've finished eating i want you to rinse off your plates and pile them in the sink who's got kp on the duty roster Jan meekly says, well, I guess I do. Emma says, okay, then you get, get to eat first. Hut two, hut two. And with the marching. Hmm. 
As she orders the kids to make their way for Jan to come in to the front of the line, the camera now pans down the chow line as Greg asks Marsha, what are we having? Marsha, confused, says, Succotash Pentagon? The camera gets to the end where Mike and Carol are. Carol rolls her eyes and quickly says, Hut 2, Hut 4, I don't like this anymore. Do something, Mike, do something. (laughs) Mike thinks to himself for a second and says, I've got the terrible feeling we've all been drafted. Oh, boy. Hmm. I mean... At this point in history, would a drafting joke really have been that funny? Like, isn't this right around? Um, this is right Vietnam? at the end of like Vietnam. Yeah, I don't think that would have been a very funny joke to tell. Yeah, but, I think I but think it I was a different. It was a different joke to tell. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that were like anti-drafters and like, you know. I don't yeah. know. I mean, uh, feel free to to comment, you know, listeners, yeah. if if I'm way off base with that. Um, but it just didn't seem like that'd be a very appropriate joke. But I don't know. Seeing as we also lost Vietnam too, so it's not our, also it's not now, our proudest war. <laughs> but also now tax gonna give us the um you know the recipes for those dishes. Go ahead, Tax. Yeah. So we have Succotash Pentagon and what that has in it, it's got corn, peas, uh lima beans, and carrots. I don't that really sounds know. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's right, but I know Succotash has that kind of stuff in it, I think. So it's like it's like vegetable soup. It's not soup. It's just mixed vegetables. Hmm. I think that's correct. Okay. No, I don't know what any of those things are, though. To be honest with you, that sounds disgusting. But okay, it's <laughs> succotash. All right, seeing eleven. I guess f- you could say it's suffering succotash. <laughs> suffering succotash. <laughs> that was good. Good one, Jimmy. Hmm. In the family room, Mike and Carol are sitting at the table playing Scrabble. Greg mm. and Marsha walk in and ask if they could talk. Mike asks, sure, what's the trouble? Marsha says, what isn't the trouble? Greg angrily asks, do we have to go in on all that gung-ho jazz? Especially all that exercise? Mike laughs a little and says, well, son, there's nothing wrong with building your body. And then he looks at him and goes, nothing wrong at all. <laughs> Just he looks at Peter. He's like, right? <laughs> oh, sorry, go That was terrible. All right. Just yeah. then, Emma walks into the room and overhears the conversation. Carol, while smiling, says, in what better way than exercising every day? Emma pipes up and says, I'm glad to feel that way, Mr. and Mrs. Brady. People don't always like what's good for them. Mike says, yeah, that's what I was pointing out. Kids need exercise. Emma sternly stares at Mike and says, Adults do too, Mr. Brady. If you know what I mean. And I think you do. (laughs) Mike looks at Emma with surprise and says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I know what you mean. Emma continues, you too, Mrs. Brady. You got a nice little figure there. And then she shoots her like this finger gun. That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't want it to go to, you wouldn't want it to go to pot, would you? Carol thinks to herself and says, um, she leans into Mike, do we have HR in this house? No. <laughs> she says, uh, Carol thinks to herself and says, no, I, uh, I guess I wouldn't. And she smacks Mike in the arm. Emma confidently says, good. Then I'll expect both of you early tomorrow morning. Roger. Greg sarcastically quotes from his father. Like you said, 
There's nothing wrong with building your bodies. Marcia adds to the fun and says, what better way than exercising every day, right? <laughs> Emma goes on and orders, tomorrow morning, oh, 0600 hours. Carol, confused by the jargon, asks, oh, 0600 hours? Mike Stun says, that's, that, that's 6 o'clock in the morning. Emma smiles and nods with confidence as she exits the room. I It hit me at this point watching this. This is Ann B. Davis. Like, I'm really impressed. Like, yeah, you forget. At this point, you forget. Yeah, at this point, I completely forgot that it was Ann B. Davis. And I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this lady. I'm like, oh my, this lady, what am I talking about? This is Alice. <laughs> right. Like, it's crazy. I know. Um, it's impressive. Yeah, right. But also, Mike is such an ass kisser. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I was just talking about that. I was just saying, like, no, you weren't. Get the fuck out of here. Um, But I love how she calls out Carol after, you know, because I don't know if you're watching Carol at this point, but um, when she directs the attention to Mike, Carol's smiling with that, you know, revenge fucking smile she gets, you know, she's like, (laughs) like that. And then she calls out Carol, and Carol's like, oh, oh, and I was like, yes, like, you know, fist pumping and shit. Like, ha, Carol got it too. So. Thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Scene 12. The next morning at 0600 hours, <laughs> we see Mike and the rest of the Brady brood are attempting to do push-ups. But Carol looks like she's fucking for the first time after only reading about it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> Uh, this is what it looked like. Did you see her? Is it supposed to feel like this? <laughs> is it just making my arms hurt? <laughs> Emma. Because she had her, her, it was just her ass going up and down. It was. And then the up, her arms were straight. She looked like she was going from like the, like the plank position yeah. to like that, you know, yoga position you see everybody do. That's all she was yeah, doing. Yeah, going back to her dog or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know what it's called. But like. Upward dog, I don't know. Up, uh, up dog, what's up yeah, dog? Like she was like, she was like a quarter pipe. Like if you're a skateboarder, <laughs> she was like a quarter pipe. So she went from blast ramp to quarter pipe and back to blast ramp. So, um, Emma has a stick and is counting off the push-ups and motivating. After a few minutes, the whole family collapses onto the ground. Mike says to <laughs> "You're still losing it." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. That's what I'm saying. Like you wrote this, man. Like this is I know, but I forgot. <laughs> and you, your delivery was just perfect because oh. <laughs> you didn't stumble on it. Going, wait, what? You know, you didn't like you. Like we do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you you read that shit like you wrote that shit. Uh, look awesome. out. Gonna own it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Ah. Uh. Uh. Mike says to Carol, well, it certainly makes you feel better, doesn't it? Carol says, I don't know. Right now, I can't feel anything. <laughs> Mike's like, you feel this? Yeah. Um, Emma says, all right, troops, may I have your attention? I'd like to make an announcement. Tomorrow morning, we will not be doing calisthenics. All right. The family all, yeah, the family all cheers. Emma stops the party short and says, hold it, hold it. Instead... I have a special surprise. Ooh, I can't wait. Hell yeah. I bet you it's like ice cream for breakfast. It probably is. It's probably like cake. Yeah. Scene 13. 
Next, we cut to Emma leading the Brady clan on a run down the street. <laughs> As they all run in formation, the family is getting increasingly tired, while Emma is right out front enjoying the fresh morning air. A little while in, we see Carol stop and lean against a tree to catch her breath. Well, did you notice this? While Mike, for some reason, comes out of the woods, yeah, he I cut, guess he from a shortcut. shortcut yeah. <laughs> Mike was cheating. And taking <laughs> along the path and grabs her and grabs her hand to catch catch her. Oh. And he like runs up and grabs her hand and like helps her like catch back up with the group. Like it doesn't seem like Mike to like cheat like that, you know? It's like out of character know. for him. But also, like when he quote unquote cheats, he actually took a harder route because he had to climb over a big hill. But what kind of a <laughs> true, what kind of a shortcut is that when you like met up with him at the same time? Unless he's like uh, really fucking slow. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But also, um, why would they be running in LA in long sleeve pants and long sleeve shorts? <laughs> Like they're in full sweatpants. Yeah, they were. Or sweatsuits, rather. They were. Mm. Like, not even yoga pants, tech. <laughs> I really wanted I mean, them. Was, I expected the men to be wearing like them short shorts, <laughs> you know, with the socks <laughs> with the stripes pulled all the way up. There you go. <clears throat> but they have to match your outfit, otherwise, you're a loser. Okay. <laughs> Scene 14. After the morning run, they all arrive back at the house in the backyard. The entire family collapses in the yard. As Emma keeps on jogging all the way back into the house. Mike, while laying on his back next to Carol, says, oh, honey, I'm sorry I got you into this. <laughs> Let's just drop out and go home. Carol says, are you kidding? And face a court martial? Mike just laughs. Emma comes back out into the yard, blows her whistle at the Brady's and announces, Chow time. The Brady's jump up and run into the house for Chow. I don't get it. Like, so how is it Chow time? Like, was somebody like making it while they were out on the run? Did she just make food and leave it sitting out? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless she's that good. She made that shit in like five seconds. <laughs> um, but also, I thought it was kind of funny if you think about it. Mike and Carol are being like basically whipped and abused by somebody they're paying. So doesn't that make Emma like a dominatrix? <laughs> oh, shit. I guess. Only Kinda, if they were right? enjoying it, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Well, this is where we take our next break. Okay. So Emma seems to be a little more than the Brady's can handle. What will she put them through next? I don't know. We'll be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you 
Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation in our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more. You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. back yes we are that was a good break it was a good break <laughs> now i know you keep attempting to do the somersaults but we'll get you there but do not worry we'll get i just you i just can't do it like you can <laughs> yours just you just kind of have that like like spring to it you know what i mean like you just it's like effortless i've been doing mm. them for tens of days before you that's true yeah. so um so in, in this episode we meet emma who we we never see again um yeah and she was uh you know obviously a cook in the military which kind of probably hit home for you on some level indeed like i too was a cook in the navy there you so. go <clears throat> so how how much of what she like when you take everything into account you know the way the kitchen was set up the way she talks to people all that like when you take everything into account how much of it was like okay that's feasible and how much it was was like that's bullshit <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, you know about my military time thing. Like, that bothers me. Um, right. And some of the stuff I think was just, like, older military, you know, jargon and stuff. that, Or maybe right. just Army jargon that I don't know anything about. Because um, the Navy, we have our own freaking jargon that's weird. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it seemed... I mean, she did 20 years... Basically, as a cook and running kitchens, I don't know how many people were in a platoon. She said, you know, like I did the same thing. You know, I ran galleys, you know, feeding like 165 men a day, you know. Right. And it is a lot of work. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I don't know. Do you remember what you fed me when I was on your boat? I, I remember one of the things I think we fed something about sandwiches or something. It's chicken parmesan. Chicken oh, parmesan chicken sandwich. Oh, really? Yeah. So I remember that shit. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, because you came out on a tiger cruise, which is basically where you can bring out family members or friends or whatever out to see you for like, how long were we going? Were we just overnight or what? No, it was just for the day. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, just for the day. Sometimes we do like real tiger cruise where uh, we go out for like a few days. Right. Yeah. But that was just. I thought it was trip. weird that to get on the boat, you made me go. <coughs> I thought it was kind of strange. 
<laughs> you're a tiger. You have, which a real tiger cruise it. is like. You gotta say it. <laughs> which a real tiger cruise just means like bringing like your son with you. You know, it's, it's your little <laughs> tiger. You know. And you kept turning around going, who's my little tiger? And I go, I am. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> it's me. <laughs> I, I did think that Ann B. Davis did a really good job in this. Maybe not military-wise, she wasn't very accurate, but I thought character-wise she did really good. So I got curious and I started looking up like, um, you know, Ann B. Davis did a, it's probably no shock to anybody listening, but she did a lot of stuff. She's been in a lot of things, a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. But she's won four Emmy Awards. For, and what's what's more shocking is none of them were for the Brady Bunch. Yeah. She won four Emmy Awards for a show she was on called The Dan Cummins Show, which I guess is another show that she's very well known for. Dan Cummins? <laughs> was it Dan Cummins? Dan Cummins is a comedian. that He does, yeah. uh, he does that podcast? The Bob Cummins Show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just that that's a uh, force of habit. The Bob Cummins Show. Which is probably something that our listeners like. Bob Cummins, of course. Yeah. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> right, right. I don't know what kind of show it is. But she won four Emmy Awards for it, which is impressive. Wow. Nothing for the Brady Bunch. Huh. So was this like the end of her career or? No. She, she uh, according to Wikipedia, she, she kept working. She never fully retired and kept working all the way up until she died. Right. So she was on like the Naked Gun movies, all that kind of stuff. And she, she worked for a long time. Hmm. So yeah. Too bad. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. All right. So ready to continue? Yes, sir. All right. So when we left off, Alice is away and her identical cousin, Master Sergeant Emma, has stepped in to help with the Brady household. She has completely worn down the family and attempted to whip them into fine soldiers. Morning calisthenics, morning runs, duty rosters, and inspections. Can the Bradys keep this up? Will Alice ever return? Probably not. Yeah. I think this is it. Probably. All right. Scene 15. In the master bedroom, Mike and Carol are lying on the bed, exhausted, both wearing ropes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Carol just. Oh, that's not why. <clears throat> Carol just moans with soreness. <laughs> mm. Sounds like my honeymoon. <laughs> Mike says, as Sergeant Emma would say, are you a-okay? Carol says, oh no, my A is far from okay. And my B and C are the same. <laughs> my A is far from okay. Sorry, it's just, no man. <laughs> Mike says, if Emma weren't Alice's cousin, I'd ship her off for overseas duty. Ooh, damn. Suddenly, there's a knock at the door. <clears throat> Mike tells whoever it is to come in. Greg and Marsha come walking in. And looks like with a purpose. Greg says, um, Mom, Dad, on behalf of all the kids, we like to put a proposition to you. Mm. Mike asks, what kind of proposition? <laughs> You're our kids. Oh. <laughs> Marcia says, well, if we don't have Emma for the rest of the week, we'll do all the housework. Wow. Greg adds, we'll even get up at. Zero six hundred. I'm sorry. Oh six hundred, and do things before school. Marcia continues, and we'll come home after school and do work too. Greg goes on. What we're trying to say is, we'd like an honorable discharge from Emma's army. Carol laughs and says, <laughs> "That's funny. Your father and I were just talking about that." Mike goes on and says, 
Well, it's not quite that simple. Emma is Alice's cousin, and it's kind of delicate ground. Carol adds, we wouldn't want to hurt Alice's feelings, would we? Would we? <laughs> well, of course not, Biff. <laughs> of course not. I wouldn't want that to happen. <laughs> Marcia, <clears throat> they're not worried about Emma's feelings. They're worried about Alice's feelings. I don't know. <laughs> Marcia and Greg both agree that they don't. Mike thinks for a moment and says, well, I guess we're all stuck with the duration. Greg says, I wish we could give her a three-day pass or something. Carol laughs and says, yeah, that sure would help. And she thinks for a second, lights up and says, hey, why not? Why couldn't we get her to take a couple of days off? Marsha adds, or even one. Mike says, that's a good idea. Let's talk to her. Just as they're about to get out of bed, Carol sighs due to her soreness. Mm-hmm. Mike begins to rub her shoulders. Oh, yeah, that's how it starts. <laughs> um, why didn't Alice um, warn them about her cousin, like how she was? <laughs> you know, I mean, because you think she was Alice pissed. at some point would be like, well, well I guess I got to tell you something about Emma. She's, you know, kind of batshit crazy. Um, well, that's- I mean, it's not like Alice didn't know. Well, I mean, this is how it went down because, you know, there was a knock on the door. They're laying in bed and he's like, hey, um, so I found a replacement for myself because you told me to. I had to. And it's going to be my cousin, Emma. Like, <laughs> oh, is she going to be just as good and take care of things around the house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's going to take care of things. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> you're not. You're going to totally forget that I'm gone. <laughs> <clears throat> Scene 16. The next morning, Mike and Carol enter the kitchen. They see Emma standing on a step stool up in the cabinets. Emma says, oh, I was just arranging these dishes in GI order. She looks at them both and asks, have you ever read an army manual on a mess hall organization? Hmm. Carol answers, no, I'm afraid I haven't. Emma says, you should. It's an eye opener. Mike takes a breath and says, uh, Emma, we appreciate you working so hard. Mrs. Mrs. Brady and I are a little concerned about it. Carol chimes in and says, yeah, we think you've been working just a little too hard. Emma states, nothing wrong with hard work. Mike agrees and adds, no, but you can't overdo it. Even in the army, they give you three-day passes, didn't they? <clears throat> Emma proudly says, oh, sure did. But I never took them. Carol, shocked by this, confirms, oh, you never took them. Emma boasts, Mr. and Mrs. Brady, I served 20 years in Uncle Sam's army. I never gold bricked once. and I'm not about to start now. Mike and Carol look at each other awkwardly. Emma goes on, no, sir. I've got one week of special duty here, and you're going to get every minute of it. Emma notices Mike's belt and says, oh, Mr. Brady, that buckle looks a little tarnished. I've got an army. <laughs> I've got an army glad. But what's that? What's funny? Just because like, I just think in the, in the course of this conversation, she's like, Oh, you're going to get every second of it. Why was, did she happen at that moment to glance down at his belt buckle? <laughs> I don't oh, know. you're going to get every minute of it. Oh, <laughs> look at that belt buckle. I don't know. It just struck me funny. Um, <clears throat> oh, Mr. Brady, that look, that buckle looks a little tarnished. I've got an army glad bag that'll shine that right up. What's a glad bag? You know I what don't that is? No. Okay. Emma walks out to get it. Mike and Carol just sigh. 
Just then, Greg and Marsha walk in from the family room. Marsha says, we heard. Carol sighs and announces, sorry, kids. Emma's not going to budge until Alice returns from her vacation. Marsha turns to Greg and says, I don't think I can stand until Alice gets back. Um, Mike and Carol wander off out of the kitchen in defeat. Greg goes on to Marsha. There must be something we can do. Hmm. Hmm. So earlier she said, I served in 20 years in Uncle Sam's army and never gold bricked once. And I'm not about to start now. So I didn't know what gold bricking is. Did you know that? I never heard that either. Mm -mm. So I looked it up and it means to do less work than one is able to. So you may be lazy. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But I mean, I would argue, I mean, and they are too. I would argue that getting a three day pass isn't being lazy. That's you're entitled to it. Right. So anyways, um, I actually like Mike's shirt in this. I, I, I know you didn't it. notice it, no. but I actually like the shirt. Um, also, isn't that the same outfit Greg and Marsha were wearing before? I don't know. When, <laughs> but Mike and Carol were wearing bathrobes. So, hmm. but also Mike, Mike actually looked nervous in the scene talking to her and it, and it kind of reminded me and it might be a Jimmy ism, but it reminded, it reminded me of, do you, you've seen the cable guy. Yeah. Do you know the cable guy? Do you know it well? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. So you know the part where um, he wants to slip Jim Carrey's character $50 <laughs> to get all the channels? Uh, yeah. Included, including the nudie ones? Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, you remember how awkward uh, Matthew Broderick was when he was like, yeah, a friend of mine told me that uh, he offered the cable guy $50. Uh, you know anything about that? That's that same energy that Mike was giving. Let's <laughs> get this. That reminded me of that a lot. He's like, well, you know, they, they gave three-day passes, right? You've, you've heard of that? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. They remind me of that. Yeah. Scene 17. Up in the boys' room, Greg is having a meeting with all the kids. Greg says, I called you guys together for some good news. Marsha and I have figured out some plans for Sergeant Emma. Ooh. The kids all get excited, just like Jimmy did. No. (laughs) Bobby, you take this plastic bag. You run it over her head. Um, Greg walks over to Bobby and Cindy and says, now you two got a special mission that's going to knock Emma for a loop. Greg kneels down to tell them more details of the plan. That's what they made me do in the show one time. I had a director told me that you're supposed to say pickles and cheese, cheese and pickles, like repeatedly. And if mm-hmm. enough people do it on stage, it sounds like whispering. I thought it was waddle, waddle, waddle. No, I always heard cheese and pickles, pickles and cheese, cheese and pickles. Anyway, while he's doing that, Marsha gathers Peter and Jan to discuss their plan for them. Mm. Mm. Also, what makes them think they can pull one over on Emma? Like She doesn't seem like the type of person that would fall for something. No. So. But Mm. it it must work, right? I mean, why would they put in the episode if it wasn't going to work? Right. Scene 18. In the kitchen, the plan is in action tech. Mm-hmm. Bobby and Cindy walk in and Cindy says, do you think Emma will be scared? (laughs) Bobby says, sure. Remember Alice? She screamed and jumped 10 feet high. That is impressive. Yeah. They both giggle. Bobby adds, Emma will leave here as fast as she can. Bobby then asks, so where should we put it? Cindy says, hey, how about that wastebasket? Bobby says, perfect. 
They both walk over to the trash can and Bobby places a tiny white mouse down inside the trash can. Cindy adds, it sure was nice of Benji to let us borrow his mouse. (laughs) Bobby asks if Cindy is ready. Cindy says, Roger. Now she got me saying it. Bobby says, okay, go. They both start to yell and scream for Emma. As Emma comes rushing in, Cindy says, there's a rat in the kitchen. Bobby adds, it's got huge yellow teeth. Emma asks where it is and walks over to the trash can. Bobby and Cindy are continuing screaming in sheer horror as Emma looks down into the trash. Emma reaches down and says, oh, this little fellow. Emma holds the mouse in her hand, laughs and says, why he wouldn't hurt a fly. Bobby and Cindy deflate and just stare at her in disappointment. Hmm. Emma states, remember, good soldiers aren't afraid of anything. Emma looks at the mouse and says, he's cute. She hands the mouse to Bobby and says, here, make a pet out of him. Bobby takes the mouse and just sighs. Emma walks off and Bobby says, she sure wasn't scared of a mouse. Cindy says, maybe Benji has a skunk. Bobby Hmm. says, skunk? I think we need King Kong. Then Bobby begins to make monkey noises. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Bobby busting out with the King Kong jokes. Um, are people really afraid of mice? Like, is that a thing? People are afraid of the lizards here in Florida. Not people say that they all. People say they're afraid of a lot of things, but I question how much people are actually like. I will never in my life believe somebody's afraid of a clown. I will never in my. I think that's complete bullshit. I don't believe that for a second. I don't know. And I, I don't know. I've never met anybody that was actually afraid. Like eek a mouse. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Scene nineteen. Later in the family room, Emma is dusting the table. Peter and Jan walk in and greet her. They both just stare at her. Emma asks, "Do you need something?" Quit eyeballing me, boy. No. <laughs> Jan says, "Well." We were just wondering why you're working so hard when you feel so bad. Emma, without stopping, asks, who said I feel bad? (laughs) Peter pipes up and says, well, you're always telling us to stand up straight like you do. And from the way you're bent over, you must feel terrible. Emma stands up straight and states, I'm just bent over dusting. Jan looks at her and asks, what about the dark circles? Emma asks, what dark circles? Jan goes on, under your eyes. Peter adds, yeah, you look kind of feverish. Emma seems concerned and asks, feverish? Jan goes on, maybe we shouldn't have said anything. Peter agrees and looks at Emma and says, forget about it. See you around. And they both just walk out. Hmm. Emma, confused, feels her forehead. She walks over to dust Alice's record player just as Marsha and Greg walk in. Just as they pass her, they both stop and look at her. Greg asks, Emma, are you feeling okay? Emma turns and says, sure, I'm feeling okay. Greg goes on, your face is so flushed. I thought you might be sick. Marcia adds to it and asks, what's the matter with your eyes? Greg bends closer to look into her eyes. Emma asks, what's wrong with them? Marcia goes on, well, they look kind of glazed. Greg, were you behind the garage? (laughs) Greg looks at Marsha and says, 
Maybe she's getting maybe she's getting pink eye. Marsha <laughs> widens her eyes and Greg says, Emma, now you're getting pale as a ghost. <laughs> Emma looks at them with confusion and asks, Pale? Greg and Marsha both grab her arms, and Greg says, Emma, you better sit down. They both escort her to the table to sit down. Emma says, I've never fainted in my whole life. As she sits down, Marsha says, I think you're supposed to put your head between your knees. <laughs> Greg adds, you better take it easy. Go away for a couple of days to rest. Marsha agrees. Emma shakes her head and says, you know what's the matter with me? It's those calisthenics. Marsha excitedly says, I think that's what it is. Greg adds, <laughs> that's it. Too much exercising. Am I right? <laughs> Emma, look at that. I wrote Emmy instead of Emma. <laughs> Emmy. Sorry. Emma gets stern and says, wrong. I've been too easy on myself. I'm getting soft as a civilian. Effective at 0600 hours. Sorry, 0600 hours tomorrow. Double calisthenics. We're really going to shape up around here. Emma gets up with confidence, pats Marsha on the shoulder, and continues to dust. Marsha and Greg have a look of defeat as Emma sings away. Hmm. Do they really think they're going to convince somebody that they feel ill when they don't? I don't know. Greg should have been like, quick, put your head between my knees. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I think it's kind of funny, though, that all of a sudden the kids have all this free time. Do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> That's kind of funny, isn't it? <laughs> they got time to hatch plans. They got yeah. time to just casually stroll to the Hey, Emma, while she's dusting and they ain't doing shit, but walking around talking to each other. Mm -hmm. hmm, funny how that works. Yet they're bitching because they have too much to do. <laughs> right. Hmm. <clears throat> Scene. Oh, God. Look at this one. <laughs> Scene 20. We are now treated to an amazing Dutch angle, or as I call it, shitty angle montage <laughs> of Sergeant Emma working out the Brady's and teaching them proper bed making and clothes folding techniques. Completely whip them into ship shape. Hmm. So yeah, my note is, you know, what's what what's up with the bad angles? Yeah. Um, and also like the really shaky handheld shots. Yeah, there was a handheld Dutch angle shot too, which was dumb. And then she had them it's all like, doing the the duck walks like around the yard. Yeah, yeah. And you see Jan, Jan was like just kind of kneeled down a little bit. She wasn't like squatted <laughs> all the way down like you're supposed to be. It was so funny. I think the director was like, "Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Bobby's going to direct this next part." So, <laughs> and that's how it looked. It looked terrible. <laughs> All right. Scene 21. Early the next morning, we find Mike and Carol in bed. They are dreading the day filled with more calisthenics and military order. Mike asks, do you know what today is? Carol throws her hands up and says, ah, Alice comes home today. The days of being a prisoner of war have ended. I thought that was a bit insensitive to say. But. Yeah, because at this point in history, there still would have been prisoners of war. But okay. Mm -hmm. As Mike gets out of bed, he says... She sure will be a sight for sore eyes, sore back, sore arms, sore legs. <laughs> Carol then says, honey, why don't we give Alice a coming home party? Mike agrees. Carol lights up and says, yeah, why don't we? I'll order a cake from the bakery and I'll have Greg pick it up on his way home from school. Mike agrees, takes a deep breath, looks at his watch and says, well, we better get a move on. You know how Emma is for 0600 calisthenics. Carol says, oh, I know. We don't want to get thrown into the stockade. Then they get out of bed. 
so I, my <laughs> my my note on here is it's time for Carol to shut the fuck up and let Mike get some more sleep. Because <laughs> I think she's the one that starts this. In the, you know, but anyways, I, I kind of wrote that early on before the scene had continued. But anyways, um, I thought when <laughs> at the point where Mark Mark at the point where Mike realizes that Alice comes home, mm. I thought he hurt his neck. Why? Because he's like he's like rubbing his neck because he's sore and he goes oh and I'm like oh my god what. Alice comes home today. I'm like, God damn it. Don't do that. Like, I thought he like hurt himself. Me. Like, I thought she got hurt. Yeah. I was like, this is a twist. Ooh. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Scene 22. Later that afternoon, in comes Greg and Marsha after school. Greg is carrying the cake for Alice's homecoming and sets it on the kitchen table. Greg opens the box and Carol says, Oh, that looks delicious. <laughs> Marsha adds delicious and fattening. <laughs> Carol laughs at her joke. Just then Emma comes in and asks, Oh, do you mind if I look too? Carol awkwardly says, No, oh, it's just a cake, Emma. <laughs> Emma says, That's a party cake if I ever saw one. <laughs> Carol continues with her awkwardness and says, Well, you see, Emma, it's just um Emma cuts her off and says Oh, you don't have to explain, Mrs. Brady. I understand. Carol looks at her and asks, you do? Emma goes on proudly and states, of course, I do. Today is my last day, and you want to give me a going away party, right? (laughs) Greg and Marsha just look at each other. Carol awkwardly agrees and says, right. Right. Hmm. Hmm. You know, it's funny. I I I thought the kids had a lot to do. Yeah. But they had time to walk around. And Carol was, you know, sitting on the emo step complaining because <laughs> she wasn't even allowed in her kitchen tack. And where is she right now? Come in the here. kitchen. She's in the kitchen. Mm. <laughs> um, also, I th- I thought they were going to take this another direction. I was kind of hoping they would. Hmm. I thought they were going to take the direction where um, some where they where Emma kind of realizes that the cake is for Alice like that, because I thought it would have said, like, welcome home, Alice or whatever. Yeah. And I thought that she was going to walk in and just the way they played it up. Hey, do you mind if I look? And Carol's like, uh, uh, you know, I thought it'd say like, welcome home, Alice. We're glad to see you or something like that. Um, and I I was kind of hoping that fucking war is over. Yeah. 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 And I was kind (laughs) of hoping that Emma would look at it and go, Oh, I see. Okay. Well, uh, well, let's just thanks that, you know, today's my last. And I thought they were going to pull that move. And at the last minute, they're going to change the part to me. That would have been a more interesting storyline, but Hmm. it's, you know, Spoiler alert. <clears throat> yeah. Scene 23. Later that evening, the Brady sit around the living room eating cake with Emma at her going away party. Emma stands and says, Troops, I never expected anything like this. I want you to know this is the nicest thing that's happened to me since, well, since I got the Haggerty Award for the campaign Make Your Barracks Beautiful. Mike and Carol smile. Carol hmm. says, Oh, Emma, it's really nothing. A look of regret shows on their faces. Emma looks at them and says, Oh, yes, it is something, folks. The army is a lonely life. You make a friend, you get transferred away. A big evening for me was going to the PX for shoe polish. Mm. Emma starts to cry and goes on. I've loved every minute of being here. And you've all shaped up just great. With my power, I give you all good conduct medals with an oak leaf cluster. Emma blows her nose. The rest of the family starts to feel the warmth in the room. 
Just then, Alice walks through the front door and announces, Hi, everybody, I'm back. The whole family cheers and jumps up to greet her. Emma beams with pride as she watches her cousin hugged and celebrated by the family she grew to appreciate throughout the week. Alice walks in and sees all the cake and asks, Oh, well, having a little celebration here? Emma says, Cousin Alice, our little platoon has made a farewell party for old Sarge. (laughs) Alice says, Oh, well, isn't that nice? Wish I had a fucking cake. I've been gone. No. See, I told you the Bradys were something pretty special. Alice looks at the Brady clan and says, and I guess you all discovered that Cousin Emma is something special, too. Carol tries her hand at being the fucking bitch right in front of Emma and says, Mm. oh, she's something special, all right. The rest Mm -hmm. of the family all laugh. Alice goes on. Well, that's great. Now I won't have to feel funny about going away again. We can just ask Cousin Emma to come back. The family sighs. <laughs> yeah, that was some party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that scene from Better Off Dead. Hey, this is some party, Ricky. Sorry your mom blew Sorry, up, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> um, a few things I noticed about the scene. One is the den blinds are open. Okay. Like it's not it's not that often that we see those blinds open. Like and we had talked about in a previous episode, like what would be the reason for them opening them? Just to have an open I don't I know. I guess. Get airflow. So, I don't know. Um it's kind of second, a cool design. What's, what's with the shot of Greg just drinking milk? Yeah. Like what what was the purpose of that? That to me was just like they needed something for a cut, you know, or something or I guess. they just had to shoot some B roll of like just people reaction or just sitting, you know. It's almost, I get the feeling sometimes like they count how many shots each of the kids are in. It's like, shit. What's wrong? Well, Greg is one short. Right. They 100% did. Yeah. Yeah. They they all had to have like the same amount of lines. They all had to have the same amount of single shots. That's why Mm. you can always know like, you know, three of them walk in, they're all going to have their own fucking line and their own fucking shot. And, and you know, Bobby's going to speak next and you just know like, you know, the formula. So, but also like, what's up with Carol in a low cut dress? Low cut or high cut? Low cut. What does that mean? Oh, like, it's like the, like cleavage? the lowest. Yeah. That's like the yeah. lowest cut dress I've ever seen Carol wear. Oh, I didn't even notice it. Um, but also, uh, I still say, man, it's an impressive shot of both of them, you know, cause this is before computers, before chroma key. Like it's, it's <laughs> kind of impressive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Scene 24. The next morning, Mike and Carol are fast asleep in bed when all of a sudden a loud whistle is heard blowing over and over again and wakes them up. Emma's back. We cut to the girls' room and they're awoken by the whistles and the boys as well. They all get out of bed to see what's going on. We cut to Alice down at the bottom of the stairs blowing the whistle with a clipboard in her hand. The family all file up slowly to the top of the stairs in disbelief as to why the fuck she's doing this. <laughs> Mike asks Alice, it's six o'clock in the goddamn morning. Now we're going to pause there. Now, Mike, excuse Mike me, says Robert that. Reed yes, literally says said it's that, yes. six o'clock in the goddamn morning. You watch this. Yeah. They edit out goddamn. I, and I didn't catch it until Tech pointed it out. Because I heard the pause. So my note all says, if you look at my note, it says, I love Mike's pause when he says it's six o'clock in the 
morning. Yeah. But all audio cut. Yes. It was boom. And then if you watch that scene, you will see his mouth say, God damn morning. Yeah. And that is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then even my own son was watching that and we were surprised. And he goes, he even says they didn't have any other shots of him saying that line. Yeah. That was the shot they used for the show. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, Alice excitedly says, yeah, I know. It's funny. Um, Carol asks, what are you doing with that whistle? Alice says, Emma left it for me. She said the whole family just loved getting up at six and exercising. The family just stares at her. Alice goes on to say other notes and things that Emma left behind. The family all file out and go back in bed one at a time. While Alice is still reading, she looks up and sees no Brady at the top of the stairs. She stops hmm. reading and asks, where did everybody go? Hmm. So, yeah. You know, what else is kind of funny too is like, uh, <laughs> during that going back to that line again that mike says because you know like we've shot things you know you kind of like do a couple by the book and then mm -hmm. you kind of give them a take for like just for themselves you know like right, all right you right. do this now however way you want it or whether it was like a prank or something where because people will do that too they'll just do prank lines like you know that was pretty famous like on um on friends um um not matthew matt leblanc used to always like script lines and just add in like fuck or something randomly just to mm. fuck with like the take or something like kind of keep things funny and uh it was almost like i don't know if robert reed had the kind of sense of humor or if he just like was maybe uh, he we, was pissed i don't know we have read that him and and directors would get really into it like yeah. argument wise maybe he was just um, really mad and it was late i don't know and, <laughs> i don't know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or if that was just a fun take that was like the sixth one like all right do whatever you want now on this next one well also you're forgetting like if you remember um jack arnold when he was at work he'd get really serious and not be very funny oh yeah he was and kevin serious. would complain about it especially when kevin would go to work with him and stuff mm -hmm. and this we're seeing jack arnold at work it must so have been why tax day too because if you remember he, jack arnold on tax day yeah yeah all he did was grunt mm. But also, like, you know, Jack Arnold was like a real stickler. He'd be like, no, no, you know what? That's that's what you're getting. That's what you're going to be known throughout history as the guy that couldn't get a second take because he was immature. So this was Jack <laughs> Arnold teaching Robert Reed a lesson. That's what that is. Huh. Still teaching lessons. And that's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. <sighs> I thought that was a fun episode. And you're right. Like, you forget that that's Ambie Davis. Oh, you totally forget about yeah. it. Yeah. She did a good job. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed. Heck yeah. So, Jimmy Klein, I have so a review to read. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Stick it to me. Okay, so this one is actually, well, first of all, sorry, the name is Gordrum, is the guy who wrote this review. I assume it's a guy. Actually, I don't know, but. Okay. Now apparently this is a um a revised review from one that okay. he did a year ago. <clears throat> oh shit. Okay. He must have either wrote over the old one or went was under a different name under the old one because I couldn't find another one 
another review he did under Gordrum. So, well, I think when you write over it, it edits it. it yeah, it I think you can it, rewrite so. stuff like this. So, <clears throat> yeah. anyway, his title is my in uh, parentheses negative review revised. And to make you feel any better, he gives us five stars. Oh, wow. Nice. Good. So he says, nice job, guys. The show keeps Good. getting better. Your dedication and consistent release schedule is professional and always appreciated. Right Big improvement since my review last year. And then he says, I must have been in a bad mood. <laughs> now I listen all the time. <laughs> good, good. That's good. That's awesome. I if, appreciate that. If he, if he was one of the ones that we don't know his review, we, we can't find it like Tech said. But, you know, if you're one of the ones that left a bad review, then you're kind of one of the ones that made the show better. Because we yeah. really do keep these reviews to heart. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. So, so see, you're, you're responsible too. Yeah. So I appreciate Boom. that. And that's awesome. Hell yeah. All right. Well, you know, we did here, Jimmy. We had fun here today. Well, I thought you had some news, Tech. Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's do, oh, it, before, shit. Let's do it before the disclaimer. Okay. All right. We're so, going to do it. Jimmy and I have a fun little announcement. We do have a fun little announcement. And no, we're not pregnant. We're not pregnant. At least I don't think. Well, at least we identify them. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about it? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I've been a guy since I was born. Um, <laughs> you know, when I started kindergarten, it. my mom told me I was a boy. Um, oh, that's not what you're talking about. No. Um, no. Well, as everybody knows, <clears throat> we joined this new podcast network. Mm -hmm. And it's called The Retro Network. Mm -hmm. And they... Enjoy all things retro, whether it be TV, thrift shop finds, all that kind of stuff. It's a really fun network. And um, me and Tech have, you know, had a lot of dialogue since the last time we recorded with the network. And the guys just seem so cool. And, and Tech, I'm, I don't mean to speak for you. And if I do, stop me. But the, the guys seem really cool and really down to earth and really welcoming and fun. And um, one of the things they wanted to do uh, to make us feel welcome, to make all of you feel welcome is they wanted to sponsor a contest. Mm -hmm. So this is our first contest. Yep. This is Technically, open to, it's it's the show's second contest, but the first it? one was a flop. So oh, okay. this is our first um, real one. <laughs> so th this is the show's first real contest, as Tech mm -hmm. puts it. Um, and this is open to anybody listening. Um, mm -hmm. And um, the, the prize, so to speak, is a uh, Brady Bunch um, box set. That yep. has the it's entire the, yep. Brady Bunch series on it. Um, the movies that came afterwards, uh, the cartoon, the parody movies. Mm -hmm. um, it's got all that um, included in it. Um, I actually want this. Like, can we enter? Because I want this. It's already in my shopping cart in, <laughs> in Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is like a $65 value. This is a fucking is, yeah, good yeah. like prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so in order to much. enter the contest to win, you have to go to a very Brady podcast .com oh, okay. and click on the contest page. And then there's a little thing right there that you just fill out and you can enter up to six times. Yes. And that's, that is not six times a day. That is yeah. six times period, six times period. And when does that contest start? Um, today, if you are right listening now. to this and you're one of the people that listen to this live, then the contest is right now. You can literally pause this podcast <laughs> and go on there and do that. Right now, and I'll be a link in the show this, If you're playing catch up and you're listening to it, there's chance there's a good chance that the contest is already done. <laughs> so it starts today, June first, twenty twenty one, and runs to June eleventh, twenty 
2021. And we will announce the winner on the last episode of this season for season three, episode 23. So, and unless, unless you're a member of the retro network already, you know, as a, as a creator, then, then you're eligible. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's eligible. Yep. Yes. So go check out a very podcast.com and click on the contest page and you can fill out the form. Boom. That's it. And then your name will be a name will be randomly drawn for the winner. Yes. And then the name. Yeah. The name will be randomly drawn and the winner will obviously be contacted, but also will announce it on the show as soon as we know. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's exciting. It is exciting. All right. So, you know, what we did here, Jimmy, we had fun time, but don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. We'd also like to personally thank our producers from Patreon without you. This absolutely would not be possible, and that includes Jen and Jenny, our OPs. Jim, Jim and Jenny, our OPs. <laughs> OPs. OPs in the house. <laughs> Let's hand out some homework assignments. First yes. thing is, check out the website, which we already said, everybodypodcast.com. Second thing also, and to continue with that, is check out the, the contest page. Enter that, mm-hmm. please. Um, also, second, do a great review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, pod or CastBox. And also tell two friends about the show, or if you have some enemies, tell them if you don't like it. Send an email to the show and tell us about how you like or dislike the show, a very brady podcast at gmail.com. And you also can go to the website and just click contact us and fill out the form. You That's true. Yeah. That That's the lazy way to do it. <laughs> join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation and the fun at a very brady Facebook group. So check out the retronetwork.com. That's exactly the way it sounds, uh, spelling wise. And uh, check out some of the other shows there. They got some pretty good ones. Yeah, I just started listening to the uh, Bracket Madness podcast. <laughs> yeah, I started checking that out too. That yeah. was actually pretty good. I, I like that it. Was, it's yeah. fun. I got I got really into that at work the other night listening to it. I was like, what? You didn't include this one. So yeah, I started getting into it. Listening <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. All right. Um, and if you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. <laughs> also, check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real-time up-to-date info. Also, go watch the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. And Tack now is going to tell you where you can start. You can start on the next episode, Season 3, Episode 21, called Cindy Brady Lady. Mm. Cindy is jealous of her older sister and doesn't want to be treated like a kid anymore. Bobby tries to cheer her up by pretending to be a secret admirer. Ooh. But what will Bobby do when Cindy sets up a date for them to meet? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Right. Interesting. All right. Anything else? I don't believe so. All right. Okay. Well, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tech. And this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. 
And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash A Very Brady Podcast. Until then, this has been A Very Brady Podcast, and have a sunshine day. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.